Hey, this is David Perkins, pastor of Radiant Church. Thanks so much for checking out our podcast. I hope and I pray that the content helps you grow as a follower of Jesus. We'd love to see you at one of our services on Sundays or maybe at our Bold Conference this summer. Remember this, those who look to Him are radiant. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's great to see you. If you're new to Radiant, we're glad that you're here. Hey, uh, let's give, uh, Radiant, let's give them a hand if they're new to Radiant. Let's just give them a big hand. We're so glad that you're here. Yeah, so glad you're here. Uh, my name's David, and uh, I'm honored that you're here. And uh, my wife, Renata, and I want to welcome you. Uh, Radiant's about just almost, in September, will be three years old. And, uh, and it's, it's going really well. We're honored and glad that you're here. All right. Um, you ready to study the Word of God? Yes or no? Yes? Yeah. All right. Good. All right. We're happy today. I love that. On Memorial Day weekend, all the, everybody's feeling rested, and uh, we're going to actually talk about rest today, and so um, that's going to be good. Let's pray together. Um, if you've got your Bibles, go to Psalm 127. We'll be in our last installment of this breakthrough series. Father, we love you, and we are so honored that we get to be disciples of Jesus in 2019. You mean everything to us. And we ask, Lord, that you would help us to bend our lives, to shape our lives around Jesus. And God, we just confess we live in an age and in a day that is so full of activity and so much busyness in our culture. God, we ask that you would help us to live at a pace, at a rhythm that would honor you. God, we love you, we honor you, we thank you for what you're going to do. We pray that the word of God would come alive in our hearts today. And everybody said, amen. amen. I want you to imagine a conversation that you have with somebody in Kansas City where you say, how are you? And their response is refreshed, renewed. How are you? The one way that I could describe my life is extra margin extreme capacity. You would laugh because we never hear that. You never, you never walk up to someone and say, how you doing? And they're like, oh, I just feel like I've got so much capacity. I just feel like I've got so much margin in my life. In fact, it's almost the opposite response. Oftentimes you might hear good or doing fine, but a lot of times we hear, brah, I'm just so busy. Brah. I mean, busy, overwhelmed. If you're really close to someone, they might be vulnerable and say, I'm overwhelmed. And it's this, this culture and often what's in us, which is, I got a lot going on. Busy, busy, shockingly busy, much, much too busy for you. Sorry, VeggieTales. Uh, it's, it's, it's that idea and it's, it's prevalent. I mean, I, I talk to teenagers and I'll say, how are you? And they'll say, I'm just so tired. I'm like, you're 15. I just over, I'm just weary. I just got a lot, right? And, and it's true. It's, it's, we live in a culture with a lot going on. It's hard to get away from work. Work is a big part of our lives. And right now we live in a culture where not only do you have work anywhere, but you have it anytime, right? Like you can jump on your phone and just work just about anywhere. I mean, it's, it's amazing. It's, you're always accessible. And I think that sometimes in our lives, in a culture where we want to achieve where we want to produce, where we want to acquire more things, it is easy for us to live at a pace that's not sustainable. It's easy for us to not embrace a gift that God gives us called rest. The preface today is I want you to see rest 
as a gift. And many of you say, I can't see rest as a gift. I see rest as money that I'm not making. I see rest as some kind of good that I'm not producing. I see rest as moments where I'm not achieving, status that I'm not gaining. And so today we wanna kind of, kind of reframe what does it look like for you to live at a pace, to live in a rhythm, to possess some rest in your life that looks like God wants you to live. I want you to think about that. Where we're gonna go today is I'm gonna invite you to ask God, God, what do you wanna adjust in my schedule? God, what do you wanna adjust in my time? God, where, where am I living in perpetual busyness and why? And so God, my time is yours, rearrange it. Help me think through this better. I think uh, most of us live at a pace that's, that's, that's a little bit insane. It's a little bit crazy. And I want you to think about today just God doing a supernatural work in your life to where you see rest, not as for the lazy or the legalistic, but for you to say, God, what does it look like? What's the rest you're giving to me? You have to see it as a gift. Psalm 127, verse two, it says this, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. There's that language, gives, it's a gift. There is within, when we read the scriptures from Old Testament, book of Exodus, even one of the commandments, and we'll go there, all the way to Jesus in Matthew 11, there's language of Sabbath rest and rest. My dream for us today is in the midst of a culture that where our temptation is to live in a rat race, our temptation is to constantly live busy, and in an age, meaning 2019, where we have perpetual ability to do more things any minute, always connected. I'm gonna ask you to ask God, God, what, what's the pace? Where, where, what does it look like for me? And my dream, as we start to stare at summer, is that you would have the best summer of your life. And if you will have the best summer of your life spiritually, you'll have the best summer of your life. So I hope that you get some rest where you, you know, golf or whatever it is that you do, whatever vacation you may take. But if you have your best summer with God, in your relationship with God, it will be your best summer ever. So that's my dream for us. That's my dream for you. So I want you to, if you've got your Bibles, we'll go to Exodus chapter 20, because this is the famous text, 10 Commandments. And I think when it comes to 10 Commandments, most of us go, yeah, I'm, I'm all in for the 10 Commandments. I'm, I'm all in for not murdering. I'm all in for not stealing. I'm, not in, I'm all in for no adultery. I'm all in on the 10 Commandments. But on the fourth one, we tend to go, ah, I don't know. The fourth one is Sabbath. Let's read it and talk about it, all right? Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. God speaking, just so you know, God, God talking, huh? Opinion, uh, well, God, I'm an American, I don't know. God speaking, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you nor your son or daughter, nor your male 
or female servant, nor your animals, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. So think of the context. Here you have the Israelite people and they've been for over 400 years enslaved in Egypt. Most scholars believe that they worked seven days a week. We know that Exodus 1 says that they were treated, the word is ruthlessly, or that they became bitter. There is this slave work labor pace that these people have been under. And now God brings them up, they're set free. They, our language, find freedom. And they're out of, the, out of Egypt in the wilderness doing life with God. And God in the 10 commandments is, gives them this one command, which is, I'm gonna give you, and this is the idea, a gift. I'm gonna give you this gift of rest. This Sabbath day, six days you shall labor, but this one day I want you to set aside for worship, to do relationship with me, worship, and to rest, cease from your labors. It's an intriguing idea because oftentimes the way that it translates for us is we see opportunity. We see more money to make, uh, a hobby to get better at, some more work we could do, some more influence we could gain, and that time is influence, or that time is money, or that time is acquiring something. And, and so it's easy for us to not quite see, in this context, this is a gift. This is a God who says, I love you. You're my child. I want you to be a people, and this, I'm giving you rest. It's a reframe today, but for busy Americans to see rest as a gift is a challenge, but you're made by God and God gives this idea of you resting. Here's our problem. For us, we have self-imposed pharaohs where we say, well, you know what? I want to acquire stuff. And so... I don't have time, brother, because, you know, I need this influence. I need this dollar amount. I need these toys. I need these trips. I need these clothes. I've got a reason why I want someone from my childhood to say that I am somebody. And it's very easy for us over time to actually create self-imposed pharaohs where we seven days a week live under trying to acquire trying to achieve, trying to produce. And in so doing, we don't develop a rhythm that looks like God's pace for you. God made you, God knows what's best for you, and he invites you into a lifestyle that looks like his rhythm, his pace, and God said he rested on the seventh day. Many times you talk to people about rest and their response is, I have too much on my plate. I'm too busy. I'm too important. Much, much too busy for you. I just got so much going. And the thought is, 
God takes time to rest, but you don't? Like, somehow God seems to be able to keep everything going, and he's taking time to rest on the seventh day, and he invites you into his pattern. He invites you into his pace. If you can see this as a gift, it'll reframe the way that you live. It'll, it'll change the way that you think. I wanna invite you to see the 10 commandments when God gives the commandments. That's actually something in the heart of the omniscient God that will help bless, take care of, help you in your journey. So why don't we? Well. We live in a culture where we are often measured by what we produce. And so, so if you get down to that root system, I find some identity in, I'm gonna show everybody I can be somebody, right? I have found that oftentimes when we respond, how are you? And the response is busy. We honestly have started to even find identity in being busy because if I can demonstrate to you that I'm busy, then I've got meaning. It shows I'm achieving or I'm producing. And so we often, something in our root system emotionally, somebody we wanna impress, we wanna produce. And so we're much, much too busy to rest, much, much too busy to take a Sabbath rest and trust God. Instead, we, we wanna produce. So that, that root system, I gotta, I, gotta, I gotta produce, I gotta show everybody. Timothy Keller, great preacher in New York City, he talks about the movie Rocky. And he says, here's this great American movie. And, and, and he, when Rocky's asked why he wants to win in the first one and the best one is, what, what, what's the reason? And Rocky says, I just want everyone to know I'm not just another bum from the neighborhood. And so you go right down to root. What, what's the, why are you still working, working so hard? You're like, David, I'm never coming back to this church. Don't rip on Rocky. Hold on. Here's the idea. It's just that phrase that's saying, I just... I'm just, I just don't wanna be another, another bum from the neighborhood. And some of us get in, I find identity in what the neighborhood thinks about me. So I've got some identity in producing. I've got some identity, I'll work hard. I'll stay at the gym, I'll do whatever it takes. I'll wanna get ahead so I can produce, so I can show my dad, so I can show somebody I am somebody. I, or maybe, maybe it's not producing. Maybe there's a part of you that's like, you've, you've lacked in the past or you, you've got a fear of the future. And so you, you can't slow down. You can't quit because you're committed to so many financial obligations. And so there's something in there that's, that's like, I, I can't rest. I, I, gotta, I gotta go seven days. I, I can't take even a Sabbath evening. I can't, because I... I gotta acquire all this stuff. Or it could be even in that idea of acquiring stuff, it could be envy. Somebody else has the car I want. Somebody else has the house I want. Somebody else has the iPhone 10. Somebody else has a Nintendo 64 or whatever. I don't know if that's so cool, but whatever. You know, like someone else. And I gotta get that. I gotta get that thing. So for all those reasons, maybe it's acquiring more things producing more, we start to live at a pace where we enter kind of a rat race where it's just 
unsustainable. And if you live at an unsustainable pace, eventually you have a breakdown. Eventually, eventually it catches up to you. And so the dream is Yahweh, God committed to his covenant people, Israel. And he looks at them and he goes, I've got a gift for you. You once were a slave, but I'm gonna give you a gift. I want you to be like me. I'm gonna give you a day of rest. And for them, they go a day to worship in the wilderness. Yeah. A day to rest, cease from your labor. Yeah. What would happen if you thought not Ooh, I got to rest, bad day, because deep down, I have an interior pharaoh where I want to achieve. <laughs> I want to acquire more stuff. Sometimes we have self-imposed slavery. I've become a slave to some wound, something I got to prove. When I was in the seventh grade, we moved from Moscow, Idaho to Oklahoma City and I went to a public school for the first time. I'd gone to a Christian school. And at the end of seventh grade, they passed out yearbooks. And I got my yearbook and I went to the back and I looked for where my picture was. <laughs> and I was only in there a few times. And I looked at some of my friends and they played like multiple sports. And in the index, the numbers next to their name was like five or six pictures of them. And I made a resolve at the end of eighth grade, I will not have three numbers by my name. You will, I will have double rows. And so this guy developed this little, uh, uh, I'm gonna live at a pace where I can prove to the world I'm not just some bum eighth grader from Idaho, right? I'm gonna prove to the world that I am somebody. And so I went and I joined every single group. I was in Spanish club, German club. I was in students against drunk driving, students against drugs, students against everything, buses, sidewalks. I mean, if they had a picture in the yearbook, I was in that club. So I was going to clubs, I mean, after school, before school, during lunch, I kid you not. And at the end of eighth grade, <laughs> I opened up my yearbook, Perkins, comma, David. Dana, not as many digits. Deborah, not as many digits. David, I was in every club. I didn't even speak German, but I was vice president. I mean, like, <laughs> okay, here's what happened, eighth grade, Slave. Why? I want people to. Mm, you're not just some bum from Idaho. Man, the boy is in German club. And he's a frat. He's a here's, 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 look at your context. What is the thing that you're trying to achieve? I gotta produce. I gotta acquire. I gotta get that stuff. I gotta show that person. I'll show her. I'll show him. Uh, my kids won't think that. I'm gonna show the guy at the office. I'm gonna. And all this stuff. And in your unsustainable pace, avoid an absence of what really matters, which is relationship with God. Oh, I've got time for hours of this spreadsheet, hours of this kind of work, but I don't know God. I'm not in a pace where I'm spending time and walk with God. Imagine you rearranging your time to where the reason why you exist, the reason why you were made, that relationship with God, is top of the list, priority. And I want that Sabbath day's rest or that little mini 
Sabbath rest in the morning, that pull away, that separate yourself and be with God. And so just imagine in your life how things start to change when you see this as not an obligation to hang out with God, but a gift where he recharges, he refreshes. And that's the way Jesus talks. So that's Exodus 20, that's Old Covenant. Look at the way that Jesus talks about rest in Matthew 11. This is fun. Jesus says this, come to me, invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. That's us. 2019, baby. How are you? Tired. How are you? Weary. How are you? Burdened, but I got a pretend smile on my face. What's up? How are you? Much, much too busy for you. How are you? Weary, tired. Man, if you really knew, I got, uh, why do you have so much? Well, probably there's a root system somewhere where you're doing too much. Look at this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. Here, Jesus says this. This is it. This is the language of give again, just like Psalm 127. And he says, and I will give you rest. There's something God incarnate, Jesus says, I'm going to give you some supernatural rest. There's something that you keeping all the plates spinning, doing all the stuff you're doing, can't measure up to, I'm going to do a work inside of you. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. That's great language. Jesus says, rest for your soul. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Message paraphrase says it this way. Are you tired? Yes. Oh, sorry. That was just me. Worn out? Yeah. Burned out on religion? Yeah. It's just keeping all the rules, but don't know a person. Burned out on religion? Come to me. Ooh, come to me. Yeah. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. No, 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 no. My life is paying that bill. My life is proving myself to so-and-so. My life. No, no, no. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me. I'm telling you, it's the invitation of the ages. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. How do I do it? Well, I even gave a little bit back in Exodus 20. You can read, go back, you can read Exodus, you can read Genesis 1. Come with, how do I do it? Man, I, I work and then I rest, I cease. Let Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. So here's this idea of Jesus saying, there's an invitation to be with me. I think our temptation is, I feel weary. I feel tired. What should I do? I'll watch Netflix yet again, baby. I feel tired, I feel weary, I'm gonna go golf all day. I feel tired, I feel weary, I'll go. Fill in the gap on your thing. Here's my point. If you do those things minus being with God, you're just escaping. You're not finding a God rest. And I think there's some great things of just resting your body. Yes, and amen. Rest your mind. Come on, somebody, anybody beat the Warriors. Just, I'm gonna rest and watch that, right? Like there's a way I rest. That's how I feel, right? Like there's some things in there. But here's my point. If you just get away 
and escape. Mind rest, body rest, but you don't come to me. You won't find rest for your soul. So you can get your mind rested and your body rested and your soul have traffic. Your soul will be cluttered. So imagine, no, 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 this summer coming up, man, I, I'm, I'm gonna find some moments to rest my body, yeah. Like the pool, like whatever it is, like going with your kids and playing kickball, you name the way you rest, great. And I am gonna rest my mind, yes, right. I'm gonna take a break from the office, take a break from whatever it is you do. But I will not go this summer and rest only my mind and body. I'm going to commune with God, the person I was made for. Jesus says, come to me. Burned out, weary, burned out on religion, just going through the actions. Why? You're not coming to me and communing with me. Intriguing. God makes man on the sixth day. And on the seventh day, God rests. First day of man's whole existence is God's seventh day and communion, union. Sabbath, rest, relationship, union. You're made for relationship. It's what you're created for. No, 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 I, I'm created to go do a lot of other, yeah, 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 you can do all those things. But the first priority of your life is relationship. And so you do it your way, seven days a week, no Sabbath for me. My, my last name is fill in the blank and the way we do it is back, 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 back. shut up. <laughs> you, may, you may keep your job forever, but you'll have some other things that are burned out that are broken. Something's gonna break. And so I know, I know, talk about this and there's the, the pushback. David, if you preach on rest, people will use it as a license for laziness. So don't do that. Don't do that. Well, David, if you preach on rest, people will use it as a license for legalism. Yeah, I know. So don't do that either, right? Live in the right rhythm. Just read. What is it? God, 10 commandments. Here's what I invite you to. Remember the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. Cease from your labor. And they would worship. Jesus, invitation. Walk with me. Come to me. I want to invite you to this. You're made for relationship. You work best in relationship. And if you've got relationship, then your soul isn't cluttered and broken. And you're with God. And that with God life caused you to then go, man, I can be with God and then labor in relationship. It's not a substitute for labor. It's fuel do it well. I've been with God. I'm with God. I'm rested. I think for many of us, it's just so challenging because we've got so many things on our plate. And I am saying today, and maybe even this summer for you to start to ask God, what do you want to rearrange in my calendar? How do I get to where I actually find supernatural strength from God? How do I get to where I'm renewed by being with God? Where that's not a theory of a preacher, but it's a testimony of mine. St. Augustine said, thou hast made us for thyself, O Lord, and our heart is restless until, I find it, until it finds rest in thee. You have a restless soul. 
And the place that it finds rest is in God. And the temptation is, restless soul, I'll achieve. I'll prove to whoever it is. I mean, I could give you, this is, that's mine. I don't have, my, my biggest temptation is not to acquire, but I have a huge weakness, brokenness, temptation to try to achieve. And so for me, I have to say, God, I don't wanna live that way. I wanna find rest in God. And I wanna encourage you to ask the Lord for this summer, what does it look like for you to fuel yourself correctly? To, yes, get alone and rest your mind and body, but find rest for your soul in relationship with God. Uh, my brother Dan and I worked for 14 years together and um, had a pretty crazy moment where we would, we would take, we do these nights of worship and prayer across the country and we'd have young adults go and lead teenagers and prayer meetings. And so there got to a point when I had four babies in five years that I didn't go anymore and Dan would go and he called me, David, hey, just wanna let you know we got the people mover. It's kind of like half bus, half van. He said, uh, we're on the freeway. I pulled over to get gas. I put gas in it. The only problem was that it's a diesel bus. Yeah, so guess what? <laughs> I'm stuck. This is gonna slow us down. I put the wrong fuel in the bus. I wanna tell you this. A lot of times, that's what you're doing. That's what I do. We just put the wrong fuel in. We think, I'm, are you tired? Yes. Are you weary? Yes. And instead of the answer, come to me, we go, hmm, another movie, another meal. And I'm a great, please don't take this wrong. I'm not coming against movies and meals. What I am coming against is the absence of relationship. Go be with him. Go be with him and then eat a great meal. Watch, watch the NBA finals this week. Whatever it is you do to find rest, great. But be with him. Fuel correctly. Get with God. I was thinking about just to do this well, it requires trust. Because we got so much to do. So it just requires, God, I trust you. It's saying to God, God, you're gonna work supernaturally in my life. You're gonna be at work. I'm gonna find rest for my soul. So God, you can do more in six days than I can do in seven. So for me to take this rest, I give to you. I trust you. And does that mean that some other things that I didn't get done, don't get done? Yeah, but I trust you. I'm gonna, and I, I understand where you're at. I don't know if some of you go, hey, I don't, I don't know if I can take a full day. Here, here's what I, I want you to just think, what does it look like for you to just try to take a step towards rest? Maybe take a, a Sabbath evening even. Just take a step to where you intentionally cease from your labor. And maybe you get to a full day. I got a dream in my life. My dream, my dream for my life is to, is to get to a place where I work six, rest one. I wanna get to a place where I work five days for the church, 
One day where I work for my family. We're not just dreaming of that day. There will be a day where I know where Home Depot is. I just don't know yet. There will be a day where I might work for my family, mow the yard. I just don't do it yet, right? I want to get to the place like that and have a day of Sabbath. We, 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 we've been doing Sabbath for a while and it changed our lives. 2008, Renata and I read a book on it and we just started to apply it. And my kids started to fall in love with it. They use Sabbath language. My, my kids, some of them could say Sabbath is one of like their first five words because they just love it, right? It just, it was this gift. It's a gift. And so I invite you to just ask the Lord, God, help me rearrange my life, my schedule. And I think there's some great things to do on Sabbath. Worship. Do the thing that helps you recreate where it's not what you do for a living. It's something that you do that helps you just, just enjoy your life and, and think, about, think about a father that wants good gifts for his children and a God who pulls his people out of slavery and gives them a day to rest what would a good, good father want for those children? And go, God, that, what, what would you want for me? What would it look like for me to ha- have some, some rest, a real rest where I commune with you? It's gonna take, you're gonna have to trust God, but it's what a father does. Our Sabbath this week, I spent time playing basketball with my sons. And you know what? I loved it just because they're my boys. It's not because they have a bright future in basketball, because they're my sons. And so, the, yeah. And so, but we played ball and I loved playing. You know why I loved it? I loved it because they are my boys. They're, they're my and Renata's creation. They're God's ultimately, but uh, they're my boys. I just like being with them. Your God, he likes to be with you. He made you for a relationship. Eternity ends with, apart from whatever you produce on your 90, 80, 70 years on planet Earth, he made you for a relationship. And he delights in being with you. And you work best, dare I say, supernatural energy and strength that he gives. Isaiah 40 says that. He gives strength to the weary. Wait upon the Lord and he'll renew your strength. I don't, I don't know. I got so much. Shut up. No, I can't. Wait, stop. Listen to the scriptures. They that wait upon the Lord, he'll renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. What? They shall run and not be weary. What? How do I get in on that? Wait on God. Get with him. Come to me. All, that's us, all who are weary, all who are heavy laden, all who've got a load from my yoke is easy. A yoke was for two animals that would pull a load. And Jesus is going, you, you get with me, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna help you pull. And my yoke, is easy. my burden, it's, it's light. So yeah, I want you to make a difference. I want you to fulfill your calling, but when you're doing it, empowered by God and not on your own strength, whoo, that's how you live a day. Whoo, that's how you live a week. I just wanna invite you to switch fuels. You live in a culture that constantly gives you, if you'll do this fuel, pay us this money and you'll find renewal. And 
do go on this vacation, buy this, you'll be all right. I'm just telling you, you're a supernatural activity of God, finding rest in your soul. That's the great need. And you get some of that and you'll go, man, I got a lot going on, but I've got the strength of God inside of me. I've got God at work, God activity. And so my dream is that you would have the best summer of your life spiritually. And whether you go through good days, bad days, great vacations, lame vacations, you're with God. And I think if you'll have that, you'll find strength. And my dream is that we would break out of tired, weary living, that we'd break free of it and live strengthened by God. Would you just bow your heads? Today, I just wanna invite you just to ask God, God, strengthen me, I wait on you. Would you just ask him, strengthen me? Just you and the Lord. God, be at work in me. I pray for supernatural strength. Now, would you just ask him, how do you want me to change my time? What do you want me to do? What are you inviting me to? to Jesus, find rest, find life. Pray that weariness and exhaustion would dissipate and supernatural strength would increase. Pray that it wouldn't just be theoretical for others. May it be a part of our testimony in our lives. here today and you want to begin a journey with God, maybe you're like, I've just been living in my own strength and I want God's strength. I want a relationship with God. I don't, I don't feel like relationship with God has been a part of my life, but I want to begin a relationship with God today. Just with every head bowed and every eye closed, if that's you today and you want to just step over the line of faith and say, I want to, I want to begin a journey with Jesus, would you just raise your hand and I just want to pray for you in your seat. Father, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I give you my life. Begin a good work in me. Make me a new creation, new life in you. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to die for me. I choose to follow. Save me today. In Jesus' name. Amen.